You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 3. We're going to talk and share today about being refreshed and being restored because, you know, we need to stay hungry. We need to stay hungry for the things of God. We need to let, you know, fresh oil continue to come. It's, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. And if you're not getting his mercy, the Bible says that his loving kindness is new every morning. That he refreshes us. He restores us. He, he stirs us up. And we have as much of God as we want. Amen. And so we've got we to guard our thoughts. But we've got to also take hold and say, man, what does the word of God say? Because the Bible shares some things right here in Acts chapter 3. After Peter's sharing and ministering, you know, the man at the gate, beautiful, got healed. Peter is talking. But then he begins to share uh, uh, to the people there. He said, listen, you know, it was, it was his name and faith in his name has made this man, uh, you know, whole in the presence of you all. But then in verse 19, he shifts gears and he says, hey, listen, this is what needs to happen. And I really believe this is something we're doing. It Just like you guys got incredibly excited about that song, which was a great song. They did a great job. Thank God for them. And uh, because it is, we are out of our tomb. We are out of that grave. We, Jesus is risen. We're alive. Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God that we've got something to, to shout about. We've got something to declare. Is, you know, I like what David said when he came down to the battle and his brother was giving him a hard time. He said, wait a minute, is there not a cause? Don't we have a cause? And that's the cause of Christ. That's the cause of bringing back the king. Amen. You know, many times we think about, well, why hasn't Jesus come back? Well, there's, there's things of why he hasn't come back because God's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. Which means he's waiting for people. There are people that he wants to get saved. He wants to get born again. He's waiting for some more precious fruit. There are people that he don't want to see go to hell. Amen? So that means there's more and more and more that we got to grab a hold of. Here in Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 it says, Repent ye therefore and be converted and your sins, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution or the restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets since the world began. Amen. I want to read that to you out of the Amplified Bible. It says this. It says, so repent. Change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean, that times of refreshing, times of recovering from the effects of the heat, times of reviving with fresh air. Hallelujah. Fresh open may come from the presence of the Lord, whom heaven must receive and retain until the time for the complete restoration of all that God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets for ages past from the most ancient time in the memory of man. Amen. What that means is we got to get refreshed. You know, we can come in and realize, hallelujah, that we can recover from the effects of the heat. How many you know, glory to God, the devil gave us a really good shot, but glory to God, it's our turn now. It's kind of like you look at that and go, is that your best shot? Praise God. If that's your best shot, you're in trouble. Hallelujah. And that's the key is begin. But here's how it comes. It comes with times of refreshing. 
You know, in, in, in Psalms, it said that it's fresh oil from heaven, that we need that fresh oil that renews us, that refreshes. Why? Because we need to do it until the restitution or the res- restoration of all things is going to take place. Because all that God said, all that the prophets said, do you know that the prophets of old, David was a prophet of God, and he wrote, he said, the church is going to get brighter and brighter, and it's going to be like the noonday sun. We're going to get brighter and brighter. He also said, Isaiah, who was a prophet, said this. He said, arise, shine, hallelujah, for thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then he goes on to say that the Gentiles are going to run to your light. People are going to run you down. Find out why you're so happy. They're going to run you down while you're so confident. Amen. The blessings of God are going to come and overtake you. Amen. They really are when you begin to get refreshed, when you begin to have fresh oil from heaven, you allow God to begin to do what he wants to do and only what he wants to do in our lives. Hallelujah. This is the most exciting time to be alive in the history of the earth. It is. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. You're thinking, man, we've been broke down, been shut down. We got this. Oh, look at this. What are we going to do? No, it's the most exciting time. Why? Because we are so close to Jesus coming back. Notice what he said. It's the restoration of all things until all of these things that the prophet has said, all the things that have taken place. Amen. And there are things that have been said in the new covenant, things that have been prophesied. Hallelujah. Because you know that Hallelujah. Paul was not only a teacher, but he was also a prophet. And an apostle. Amen. And so things that he said when he wrote the letters there, he began to declare what we have. And the power and the glory that that God has given unto the church. We haven't tapped into the power. We haven't tapped into what he has for us yet. You're not near as excited as you should be. You're not near as excited as you can be. You're not near as blessed as you should be. You're not near as blessed as you can be. Amen. Hallelujah. See, Peter tied times of refreshing and times of restitution to the coming of the Lord. Are we not closer to the coming of the Lord? So he tied times of refreshing and times of restoration to right now. So if you're not being refreshed and restored, it's because you're looking in the wrong direction. And you're not looking at the right things. Hallelujah. And I don't care if I'm preaching you happy, I'm preaching me happy. Amen. See, we look at the word of God and and what happens is when you go, wow, that means that there's going to be times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord before the Lord's return. Why? Because we need it. I mean, the church, you know, many times we just kind of dragged our old carcass in here and thank God you got here. Thank God. Hallelujah. You know, you know, we got nice, comfortable seats. Seats are a little old. But they're nice, you know. You know, you do realize you're sitting on, you know, seats that are 28 years old. Almost. They were, you know, actually 1998, so actually they're only 24 years old. Sorry, 24 years old. Sorry about that. 24 years old. 24 years ago, we purchased those seats because we built this in 1998. And uh, so, but they've done pretty good. You haven't beat them up too bad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But notice what it says here. Peter also said, when the heaven must receive, whom the heaven must receive, in verse 21, until the times of restitution or the restoration of all things. What, is, what needs to be restored? What is a restoration of what, he, what needs to be? What's what Paul said was going to take place. 
You know, the very first thing that the restoration of the church needs to know, they need to have a restoration of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Amen. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. But we need to have the power of Christ. There needs to be this, this stirring up in our heart. How many know that fat sheep get slaughtered? How many you know that the word of God is going around the world 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week? You can turn on YouTube. You can turn on anything. You can hear the word of God. You can do it. So there's this great, amazing, just all the word of God. But the problem is, is that the hearing of the word and the understanding of the word is at an all-time low. All-time low. Not here. That's why you're here. But, uh, but it is. It is when you see all of, all of the... Uh, uh, it's amazing. When you, you hear all the statistics and you hear all of the different things of people, people have ill-esteemed the word of God. See, when I talk about the, that there needs to be a restoration of the power of Christ, it's Romans 1, 16 and 17. Paul, Paul said this, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed because the just shall walk by faith. Hallelujah. And this thing's messing my head up. So I'm going to take that off because I'm going to preach. This, I keep, it keeps, it keeps pulling this thing up going like this. I'm going like this. Hallelujah. So, uh, I, so hopefully you're not too religious this morning. You'll be okay. All right. Hallelujah. We're going to be okay. And besides that, it's really hot in here. Hallelujah. May not be. Maybe it's not. It's just me, but I'm excited. All right. There's got to be this hunger and this restoration for the word of God. Hallelujah. You know, and so we see this. And when you look around, because you see a scripture and people go, hmm, nice. It's the holy written word of God. God said, you know, you know, somebody says, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to meet this need. I don't know how it's going to end. You say, hey, guess what? God said, he said, I'll meet, God's going to meet all you need according to his riches and glory. In Christ, he's got streets of gold. He's got all this great thing. He's got gates of pearls. He's got, you know, foundations of sapphire. He's got all this great stuff. He's got it all. And it's according to his, not yours. He said he's going to meet that need. Well... Yeah, I know. I know that scripture. <laughs> See, when you say there's a restoration of the power of Christ, there's a restoration, there's a restoring of the excitement of the word of God. You can't wait to hear it. You can't wait to, when you get on and say, oh, glory to God, God just woke me up and he gave me this scripture. He gave me a word. He gave me a word from God. It's a, it's a scripture. See, you take hold, you get in this excitement about it. Why? Because that word is what produces. God always gives you his word. He always enlightens his word because he wants to do it in your life. Anytime you get to remembrance of the, of the scripture or the word of God, it's because God's saying, I want to do that. I want to do that. Can you believe it? Because all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. See, we're at the greatest time because everything's being crunched. Everything's being done. It's like, woo, watch what God can do. Listen, he did it for us in the midst of this thing. He did it for us. We are. And so we got to keep going. We got to keep believing. We got to keep esteeming the word of God in the place it needs to be. Amen. We've got to do this because not only does God want to restore the, the power of Christ or the power of the word of God, he wants to restore the church's authority. 
How many of you know that nobody could care less about the church? They could care less about Jesus. They don't, they, nobody has a fear of God. You can't have authority unless you have a fear of God. Because you can't have authority unless you have submission. You've got to be submitted to him. You've got to submit. Because why? Because your power rests in Christ. It rests in Christ. It rests in what God's doing. We've got to understand our authority. Why? What do you mean? Oh, I know I have authority. Then exercise it. Quit walking around in fear. Quit walking around thinking that, that this could come or that could come. Don't be afraid of anything the world has to do. Take authority over those words that are spoken. We've got authority. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. The very first part of that verse says, You are of God. You're children of God. We belong to God. God's got this thing. If we believe that Jesus came, we believe that he died, that he was raised from the dead, because that's our salvation, we know he's coming again. God's got it. He's going to do it again and again. Amen. We've got to believe that. And I'm not, I'm not just up here saying, oh, Pastor, was excited. You want to make us happy today. No, I want to slap you. <laughs> I do. I want you to wake up and say, glory. Guess what? It's a new day. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. How many of you just get tired of being tired? You get tired of the enemy and do it. Say, you know what? Enough's enough. Now, I have a weird theology. It's not right, okay? And one thing. I have a theology called pain, okay? If my body decides to hurt or if I do something and it thinks it's going to act up for me, then I do more of that to make it hurt more. Now, nobody else do that. Don't do that. big. But that's something I've done all my whole life because I just tell my body, say, listen, body, if you're going to act up, watch what I'm going to do. So I'm not telling you to do that. Oh, you out there watching? Nope. Don't do that. You do whatever you need to do. You say, well, why is that? Because I just get so frustrated when the enemy's trying to do something. I get mad. And when I get mad, how do I, I figure out, okay, how, what do I need to do? I need to do something. I got to get in. I got to dig in. I got to take authority over this. And I got to let God be God in my life. Because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And I believe that the spirit of Christ that raised up, or the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me. And it always quickens my mortal body. I tell my body, you better straighten up. Let's get this thing. We're going to do this. No matter what you do, we're going to do this. We're going to keep going. Hallelujah. We take on, because God wants to restore it. He wants to restore the power of the word. He wants to restore the authority. Because you can't have authority without the word. Because you're basing your authority on what God said. We're basing our authority on what God said. God said this. That's what the word of God says. The Bible is what the Bible says. So we're basing on what God said. No weapon can form, be formed against us. Amen. That it shall prosper. Doesn't mean it can't be formed. It just won't prosper. And every tongue, every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith God. Listen, we need to rise up and understand that the church is the center. The church is the head. The church is in authority over the whole earth. It is the highest authority, okay? Amen. It's time. It's time because we're living in a day when people don't respect. People don't respect the church. They don't respect men of God. They don't respect it. There's no honor. They don't respect words. They don't respect anything. 
But we have to. We have to show that. Here's what we're going to do. And the fear of God's got to come back into this. Amen? Hallelujah. Because that's the third thing that God wants to restore. And he wants to restore our character back in our church. It's time to be holy. I know that goes over like a lead balloon. But you know what? It's time to be different. We need to be different. We have the answers. The Bible says that these signs that follow them that believe, they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you're born again, God's telling you, you're the one that's supposed to lay hands on the sick. Of course, we're told by the world, don't touch anybody, stay away six feet apart, don't talk to anybody, don't do anything. You know, let's not, and that's not what God said. God said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. God said, go ye into all the world and lay hands on the sick. Amen? God said, go into all the world and declare the goodness and the grace of God that no matter what, hallelujah, God's word is so. Amen? He told us that we need to walk. Now, we, we, we've done, we've taken holiness and we've put it over on dress or we've put it over here on this. Holiness is in your heart. Holiness is where you begin. And the Bible says the highway to heaven is the highway of holiness. Did you know that? It says that in Isaiah. Says the you know, is a highway of holiness, and so what that means is is that what you got to do is you got to sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Do you remember what Joshua told the people before they went into battle? He said, "Go, we're going to go back over here to the house of God. We're going to go to Bethel, and we are going to sanctify the Lord God in our heart before we go to battle." See, the problem when people go to battle, they get beat up, is because they've not sanctified the Lord God in their heart. James said it like this: he, he said, "He said, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. If you'll resist the devil, he'll flee." See, but the problem is nobody ain't drawn nigh. They're trying to resist, and they're getting beat up. Because <laughs> they're trying to do it in their own strength. Now, I know we got a lot of characters in the body of Christ. We got a lot of characters in this church. Hallelujah. Which I love all of you. Don't change. Just, just do a little tweaking on the inside. Get a little bit more holy. But, but still be you. We still love your personalities, you know. And <laughs> yeah, we heard a good laugh over here. We need, he knows. He knows. He knows. He's got it. He's got it going on. It's good stuff. Hallelujah. Anyways. But what do I mean? But listen, it is time that people know the difference between the children of God and the children that are of the devil. And that there's a difference. There's a, there's a makeup. There's a difference. There's a whole different authority. There's a whole different power. There's a whole different respect and honor of the word of God. And there's a whole different honor of God. It's time that we do this. Amen? Because there's a restoration of things that he wants to do in our lives. God wants to give refreshing. He does. He does. He, he's got this, man, uh, you know, when you look at it and you see that the glory of God's going to cover the earth as, as the waters cover the sea, that means you can't go anywhere without God doing something. He's, God's got that heart. And here's the other four things. This is just the introduction. Hey, I got four pages of notes. We ain't even got down half the page yet. But I'm having fun. Because <laughs> I got to tell you where to look. This whole sermon is about looking. It's about, about getting refreshed. How do I get this refreshing? Well, you get it by believing some things. But the fourth thing that he wants to restore is God wants to restore, hallelujah, the gifts and his ministry gifts in the body of Christ. God's still calling people to do things. God's still calling us out. He's still calling us to do things. You know, God's still calling us. What? He's calling us to do the things he wants us to do. God still is making calls on people's lives to, to go and to do and to be, the, be the, the ones that God wants them to be. Amen? He is. 
say, what do you mean by gifts and ministry? Well, gifts is, you know, God, the spiritual gifts in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, God wants to restore those things that we're not, and they're not goofy. But God wants to restore them so you know what they are when it comes to a working of miracles, gifts of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. When you see those things there happening and God's placing, you understand what they are or, or talking about, uh, you know, the gift of faith. And then, of course, you know, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning the spirits, talking about tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy, which are totally different than you just speaking in tongues. Totally different in those things. There. But you understand it because we get all nervous about spiritual things. We get all nervous about the Holy Ghost. I and mean, listen, you need to have the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost when you get born again, but you get filled just because, you know, you got born of, you know, got a well of water. God wants you to have rivers flowing out of you. And don't ever be ashamed of what God does in your life. Hallelujah. Don't ever be ashamed. Remember, David, he danced out there, and, he, and the Bible says he danced naked, but I mean, he just didn't have his royal thing on it. But he's out there dancing, and his wife's like, you just made a fool of yourself. Look at, everybody, look at the king dancing with all this. He said, you think that's something? I'm going to get more vile than that. You watch me dance before the Lord. See, we get all nervous when they're saying, but I find out this, that if, if God can't touch you and move you in the natural, he'll never move you spiritual. So there's some things that happen. That's why, you, you know, we've gone through some things. So we've gone through these highs and lows and all this. And now that I've been in this for a long period of time, I can see the highs and the lows and I can see the flow and the ebb and the flow of the spirit of God and understanding that flow. And we're about to turn this thing up. We're about to turn this thing up. Not in this old crazy, crazy way. No, because you got me here. Okay. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, when, 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 Pam Frank first got married and stuff and things and then things would take place and then she was all people are always telling her, Oh, Pastor Mark will take care of that. Pastor Mark and she thought, Boy, you're just a stick in the mud. I said, Well, no, I I, I just hey, I just I'm protective. <laughs> I love the moving of the spirit, okay? I love the moving of the spirit. I really do. I really, really do. And I know that we're going to have a last great move and power of God stirring our hearts up in a right way. Because if you've never been in a place where the whole place is going bananas and some things, there's some things that you get that you catch that you can't catch anything anywhere, any other place. And there's some things that you do. And so there's some things that God wants to. And it's not that, oh, we're going to try to do this. We're not going to try to do anything. But we are going to let God be God and we are going to let the Spirit of God. And we're not going to quench. We're not going to try to, but we are not going to quench. And don't let that scare you. Hallelujah. The power and the presence of God will change your life forever. It will. It will change you forever. It will change everything that needs to, you know. And so, you know, remember what Paul said to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, that he doesn't want our faith to stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Listen, our faith has to be in the power of God. You know, everything that we talk about in the word of God is vitally ours. I mean, not vitally, but legally ours. Everything I'm telling you, God's already given. He's already said. They've already said everything in the word. It's all for us. It's all of us. It's, you know, it's us. But you know, there's a legal side of everything where you see and know, well, that's what I'm supposed to have. And then there's this vital side over here that says, what am I experiencing? What is my experience with God? Amen. Now, here's the key about it is that God's getting ready to give you that experience with him. It's about ready to give you life and vitality so that you know, 
so that when you receive and when you know and God touches you in the way that only you get touched, you know, that it changes your life. And then, you, you know, when you love God and you, get, and you understand the things of God, you don't get mad when somebody else does something that you don't think is right. You say, wow, that's just them. They're just all showing off over there. It's like, no, that's how God touches them. I've been in services where the presence of God came in. This person's laughing. This person's shouting. This person's dancing. And this person's weeping and weeping and weeping. I mean, they're weeping. And all of them by the Spirit of God. All of them by the Spirit of God. And you're just going, this is pretty cool. Amen? Because God's meeting every need of what's going on there. Now, the problem is, is you got those that are out there that don't want to present because they don't want to look bad. They're judging which one's right. I, well, I kind of like that side. So I think he's doing okay. Hey, I don't understand this one over here. What? They're doing this. Eh, that's not of God. <laughs> Boy, this is interesting this morning, isn't it? Hallelujah. You know, because I get to go and then I come to myself. I say something, I go, ooh, what'd you say that for? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, glory to God. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna shift a little gears here because I, here's what I want to get to because you're all starting to draw a little bit too crazy. We're going to shift it back in here to Harvest Bible Church here, okay? David, the prophet David, you know, you remember when they came back in, uh, um, I think it's around 1 Samuel 30, but anyways, they came back and uh, they got back to, to Ziglag and it was all burned. And all of their wives, kids, everything, and all of their life, everything was gone. And the men that were with David, they turned on David and said, it's all your fault. We're out, out here doing what you want us to do. And look at, you know, God doesn't even protect here. We're doing it. And they were all distressed. They were discouraged. They were frustrated. And they turned on David. And the Bible says that David went off by himself and he encouraged himself in the Lord. I don't know about you, but that is amazing, okay? David was a man after God's own heart. He was the apple of God's eye. You know, we see. So what did David do? Hallelujah. What did David do to encourage himself? What was the first thing that he had to do when everything was like, I'm like, man, Lord, okay, he's got, he lost his wives, his family. He lost everything too. He's in the same boat. But he's the leader, so he's got to do something because he's got to turn this thing around. Amen. I mean, he has no help. It's just him and God. And he's not even born again. He doesn't have the Spirit of God in him. He's got the Spirit of God upon him because it anoints the prophet, priest, and king in the Old Testament. But he doesn't have an in it like us. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have the helper inside of him. But he has the helper that comes. So he goes and he encourages himself. And you know, the first thing he does when he, the Bible says he encourages himself, Lord, is he looks back to all that God has already done in his life. Man, aren't you glad that you're born again? Aren't you glad that you can look back and see God brought you through this? God brought you. You shouldn't look back and see any bad. You should always look. Your, your past should always be in light of the miracles and the memorials that God has done. It should always be, you should never go back over your past and think about what you missed or think about how bad it was. Your past should always be lined up. Man, God came through here. God came through here. God came through here. Man, God made this thing. God, remember when this was happening and God came. Remember how he did this? You remind yourself of the miracles and the signs and the wonders because that changes your whole perspective. This is just like that. This God can do it. God did it then. He'll do it now. God did it then. He'll do it now. He'll look. He'll look. We can do this. 
See, then you see God's plan. You also see God's faithfulness. You see God's mercy and you see God's grace. See, because when you can't see ahead, then there's some other places you got to start looking. When the future looks very dim or the future looks all blurry, that's not where you're supposed to be looking. You look and you'll know the place. How do I know which am I supposed to look backwards? Am I supposed to look this way? How do I know? Because you know, you'll know by that which brings you the joy, by that which brings you peace. See, what are you setting your eyes on? See, God wants to do these things, but he's got to fix you and me. He's got to get our eyes fixed on the right things. Hallelujah. We got to look in the right direction. And here's something too. I love David. David never, he never, 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 never judged people by the attitude of one day. How many of you know all of us have had a bad day? How many of you, all of us, as one person said, all of us have had fits of carnality? We've all missed it. We've, we, I mean, you know, all of us have opened our mouth and said the wrong stupid thing. <laughs> and just, it's like, oh no, the shotgun went off, blasted everybody, and it's like, oops, can't get that back. <laughs> but David allowed people to grow. You need to allow yourself to grow. You need to allow yourself to be changed. Allow people to change and allow people to grow. And, you know, Paul did that with Mark. Remember? He said, no, he's a wimp. He can't come with us. Forget it. In fact, if you're going to go with him, get out of here. I'll get somebody else. And he did. He got Silas and, and Barnabas took Mark. But we see later on in life where Paul tells Timothy, hey, you come. But bring Mark also because he's very profitable for me in the ministry. Don't you just want to go and say, Mark should have said, Paul, you think you need me now? <laughs> he didn't need me back then. He didn't want me back then. I ain't doing it now. Who forget you? How many of us would have had that attitude? Oh, yeah, yeah. Come walking in like, yeah, yeah. Now you need me. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, see, here's the thing. But no, Mark didn't have that attitude. Mark became Peter's disciple and wrote, wrote the book of Mark, you know, and that we have today. The Gospel of Mark was written by that Mark that got... You know, told he was a wimp and couldn't handle it in ministry. And Barnabas took him, and Barnabas is called the son of encouragement. Barnabas is an encouragement. Barnabas is the one that got Saul, who was turned to Paul, and actually got him to be able to be, you know, with the disciples. And he's the one that walked Paul through all of his junk. Isn't it amazing? Barnabas is the one that helped Paul start his ministry. Barnabas is the one that got everything out there. Barnabas and Saul were starting. They were like, okay, here we go. And it was always Barnabas and Saul, Barnabas and Paul. It was always that until. They had this big clash about Mark. Amen. And then Barnabas gets kicked to the curb. And people said, well, whatever happened to Barnabas? Barnabas kept encouraging people. He took Mark and made Mark profitable to the ministry. That's why we have the gospel of Mark. That's why we have, you know, him being his son. We, we see some things. Hallelujah. But why is it so important when we look backwards? Because you got to remember from where we come. Hallelujah. But you can't stay in the past. You can't think, man, I want to, oh, I wish it was like this. Oh, I wish it like this. I was like that. You know, because we, we have, you know, we can, we can go to the past. We can look because everybody has it on YouTube and all the, all the different revivals. And, all. and we thank God for that because we should learn from our history. Thank God for that. And because that's what we say. God, do it again. God, do some things. Let's do this. But God, do what only you can do. Do what you want to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's our heart. Hallelujah. 
you know, because that's what God's heart is. And that's what Paul was saying. He wanted to do some things. But see, not only we did looking backwards, but we ought to begin to look looking forward, you know, because if you do look back, then you can turn around and then if it gets clearer, then, then you look forward to what God has for you. But if, if it's cloudy forward, then you look inward. Then you look inside you. Amen. You look inside you. Because then you say, okay, Lord, I can't see where to go this way. I know what all you've done back here. It's awesome. So I'm going to look on the inside. So there's some things I need to get sorted out here. I can't try to do this just based on that. If this isn't clear, it's got to get clear here. Amen. If it doesn't get clear here, then going that way is not going to work. You know that? It's not going to work at all. It's not going to work at all. And you know, when most people look to the inside, they get to say, yeah, God, I know I didn't pray enough. I haven't read my Bible enough. I know I haven't done all. He doesn't want you to look at that. He wants you to look at, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. He knows you've messed up. He knows that you're just flesh. He knows that you're not doing it right. He knows you didn't do what he said to do. He knows all that. And he still loves you. He's awesome. And then he tells you in Philemon, verse 6, because there's only one chapter in Philemon. He said, listen, if you want your faith to work, he said, you know, if you want your faith, you know, to work, he said that the communication of your faith or the, you know, your faith to work, he said, you've got to acknowledge every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. So I said, well, I don't know if there's any good. Are you saved? Well, I think so. Well, then acknowledge you're saved. Let's start at salvation and then we can build our way up. Amen. We can build our way up and you've got to do that. See, because you've got to believe in you. Wow. Listen, with me as your pastor, you ought to believe in you. I believe in me. You know, there's time when I get up here, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not real sure. But God, I just, I believe that what God has, okay? But you need to believe in you in Christ. Not believe in you in you, but believe in you in Christ. Why is that? Because when you look inward, you ought to see, glory to God, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. God, the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of me. Glory to God. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Man, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. God's anointed my steps. He said, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. My steps are being ordered. God's directing my path. He knows. Surely goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. I'll stir up my heart. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. Spiritual. Love God. Hallelujah. See, you stir up the gift of God. You know? Listen, sometimes you just got to wag your own tail. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to wag your own tail. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And here's the thing about it. Let me just share something too about looking forward. Do you know our future is so bright? It's as bright as the promises of God. And here's something. When I can't see things, I think, what's, what's our direction? or what we, I say, Lord, praise God, I am just believing that your plan for my life is going to be fulfilled. And I believe you're going to order my step. I'm going to get to that place. Glory to God. And then I say, Lord, your purpose, your purpose, not my purpose, your purpose is going to be fulfilled. Aren't you glad that God has a purpose for each and every one of us? Wow. He does. 
And then I always add this in there, God, your power is going to be made manifest in my life. Use me as only you can use me. Amen? Take hold of the word of God. So this is what God wants. It's like, wow, hallelujah. And this is a big one I always do. I say, Lord, you've prophesied a lot of things that I believe in, in the word of God. But also, I believe that you still have prophets today that you've said. So I'm believing that all of your prophecies are going to be fulfilled on those things that are... T- and I'm taking hold of those and, accept- and receiving those. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Because, Lord, I know that the end of my future is paradise. The end of my future is heaven. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be wonderful. Hallelujah. It really is. <laughs> It is. It's going to be so amazing. It's like, wow, let's do this, you know. I mean, you know, Jesus said all the time, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. He said that all the time to the disciples. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's going to be all right. He said, in the world, you're going to have tribulations. But don't worry about that. I've overcome the world. He said, be of good comfort. You're going to be okay. God, listen, God's not left us. He's not left us by ourselves. God is here. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I mean, God tells us what to do. He tells us how to act. And let me just share something here too with you. That when, if, if, if looking back depresses you, looking forward depresses you, looking inside depresses you, okay? There's one more. So it says, well, I, what, what do you mean? If, if I'm not depressed, I said, yeah, well, you, people have gotten that way. They just, they, they've lost all their bearings. Look up. <laughs> okay, look up. Look up. The Bible says when we see all the, what is it? Look up for your redemption draws nigh. Look up. Keep looking up. Okay, just keep looking up. Keep setting your eyes on Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Jesus is coming. Look up. Look up. Because when you look up, all of a sudden, he'll remind you of what he did in your past. And then all, you'll see a dim of light. And you'll say, yeah, I remember that. And then all of a sudden, you'll begin to look inward. And you'll begin to say, you know what? God's causing me to lift up my head. He's lift up my eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's not. God's giving me light. God's showing me things. God does love me. He does care for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. He's telling us to do some things. And see, when you also look on the inside of you, look for the word. Thank you for your overwhelming response. That's why we're doing Bible buddies. So your kids are going to read scriptures to their vets and know thing. And you're going to learn why they do that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, look for the word. Look for the scriptures. Look for that on the inside of you that'll change you because when you look inward, it will change you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it will. But God's called us to do this. Why? Because God's about ready to outpour. God's about times of refreshing. They're just being so refreshed. What that means is, is, man, you just have new life. You know, we've got our trees are blooming, things are blooming. It's early spring, very early. But uh, here's the thing, is that there's freshness in the air. We know that that means pollen's in the air. And all of you, God bless all of you that have to deal with that. Hallelujah. Bless your heart. We should pray for you. And, uh, but, uh, you know, and so, but anyways, it's a freshness that's coming because 
guess what? You just need to take in deep breaths and just like, yes, hallelujah. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. And so we ought to be, when we gather together, God's presence, God's power is going to be made and manifest even in a greater degree. Because God wants to touch you right where you're at. He wants to touch you right where you're at. He has things for you. And guess what? God's got assignments. He's got assignments. I'm sorry, you never get out of school. You got some assignments to do, okay? God's got some assignments. He's got some special projects. He's got some things he wants you to do. I had a friend of mine, and I'll share this story. The reason I say is because in 1968, when he got out of the Air Force, and he's been a, he's a pastor and things like that. And two years ago, he lost his wife. His wife went to heaven. And I've been working with him and talking to him for two years and on and off. And so we were talking just the other day. And he said, hey, I just heard uh, you know, through a thing here, a buddy of mine that we were there. He was one of my guys that worked with me in 1968. We were in the Air Force together. That he just lost his wife. He said, and I just felt like the Lord told me, you need to find him. Now, from 1968 till now... 50 some odd years, right? 54 years. That's a little, and he goes, I haven't seen him in 54 years. Don't even know who he is. 54 years, but he found him. You know, through all these different things and he found him, he called him, he talked to him and he was able to pour life into this guy and to, because he, you know, his wife of 53 years uh, had passed away and uh, because, and then my friend who's a pastor, was a pastor for 30 years, now he's retired, but he, his wife had passed and they'd been married for almost 50 some years. So, you know, it was this thing and he was, he was just, he had to call me and t- I said, I just want to tell you, man, it was such a blessing to be able to be a blessing. I said, he goes, it took me four or five days to find him, but I found him. You know, I said, glory be. He said, I don't even know if he was still alive. You know, I know, but I heard that he was alive, but I didn't know if he was a Christian or not. I talked to him. And I just, first thing was, hey, you know, do you know Jesus? And then they start talking. And he just starts sharing life to him. And you say, well, you know, why? And it, and it just changed that whole thing. And now they're, they're like, hey. And he just said, hey, we can be friends again. We were friends then when we were drinking and, and carrying on and ungodly. We can be friends now that we're saved. Because he wasn't saved in the Air Force. Neither was that guy. So, you know. <laughs> but the reason I share that story is because God's got some assignments for you. God's got some things that you, and God's giving, and he's going to bring that fire back up. Why is that so important? Because God is, is sharing with us that he has some things. He's got some special projects. Amen. See, believe it or not, some of you, this is by the Spirit of God. Some of you here were all spiritual projects. Somebody else's spiritual project. And that without them, you wouldn't even be where you're at today. You were a spiritual project. Amen. And thank God for those people that God put in your life, hallelujah, to help you along the way. How many of you can look back and see where God brought the right person at the right time. Guess what? You're the right person at the right time. This is your time. This is your hour. Amen? This is what God wants to do in your life. So just little things. Little leadings. Amen? Be ready. To give an, the Bible says to be ready to give an answer to everyone that asks the reason of the hope that's within them. Amen. 
Must have been looking at two things. I don't know. I didn't take it behind there. <clears throat> That's okay. Who don't need the notes anyways? Praise the Lord. It always is good of you. I wonder what the fourth page looks like. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know. <laughs> oh, just bow your heads for just a moment. Kitaradama Santa. It is Sandarnihi. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? As you speak in your heart. What can I do? What can I do? How can God use me? How can God have anything really to do with me? My time is past. My days are over. I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not really sure about all these things. Have I not chosen you? Have I not reached in and touched your heart? Am I not your Lord and your Savior? Am I not that which has brought you life? Am I not that which leads you and guides you and strengthens you? Haven't I always been when you gave me your life? It sounds too good. It sounds too wonderful. It sounds too exciting. It sounds too hard. It sounds huh, a little bit scary. But haven't I declared that I am with you? So you don't have to be afraid of anything. Haven't I declared that I'm your strength? Haven't I said I'm your wisdom? Haven't I said don't worry about what you're going to say, but I'll fill your mouth with words when you stand? When you are asked, I'll show you things that you need to say. Haven't I not said that I'll direct your steps? Do you not trust me enough to know that I'm leading I'm guiding that even though you walk in your own path even though when you get into all your troubles have I not said that I'll send my word and deliver you out of all your troubles and I'll send my word and I'll heal you have I not given you my word to direct you and to keep you in the right path so don't look at your own strength Don't look at who you are as this natural being, but look at who you are as my new creature. 
Look at who you are with me living and dwelling on the inside of you. Look at me, hallelujah, through the Holy Spirit that raises up, that greater one that rises up within you. That with me, you are invincible. That with me, you cannot be defeated. With me, we can do all things. Because have I not said that you can do all things through me? That I'll strengthen you? See, as you see and hear of what is being said, it's not, it's not, oh, isn't this nice? Isn't this a good sermon? No, it's the word of the Lord for this hour, for this moment, and for this time. There's got to be that expectancy that we rise up within. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So just look to me. Look to me. And when you look to me, you do look backwards. And when you look to me, you do look inward. And when you do look to me, you look forward. And when you do look to me, you look upward. Hallelujah. Because you'll see me in the future. You will see me in the past. You will see me in the present. Hallelujah. And you will see me in the glory as you lift up your heads. Because this is your finest hour right now. This is our time. This is the church's finest hour. Hallelujah. And God says, I will do things again. But behold also, did I not say that I would do a new thing? That things would be different because it would be what would be needed for the time to reach the most that we can reach. Allow me to be me to you. And now this is by the spirit of prophecy. Is that you need to allow God to be him to you. God loves you. God loves you. And he has specific things just for you. Specific things just to say to you. He speaks over the whole church of things we can grab. And it ministers to our hearts. But there's specific assignments, there's specific projects, there's specific things. And oh, how it blesses you when you know God spoke to me to do this. God's leading me to be here. And you'll come to yourself and you'll see yourself doing things. So now is the time. Yeah, we've gone from a height of excitement and oh, let's do this. But now we come to an inward an inwardness of our character, an inwardness of our commitment and our consecration. But that's okay. Because you already belong to God. He's already your Savior. He's already your Lord. And He wants to mold you and He wants to use you the way He wants. Because there's somebody that needs you. And the funny thing is that when you reach out and you make the effort Something changes in your life. God answers. God touches. And so think it not that your days are done and that you're just abiding until I come, says the Lord. Or think it not that you've passed the opportunity. You may have passed that opportunity, but I've got so many more for you, says the Lord. So many more for you, says the Lord. Every day, every day, 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Miracles. Every day, divine opportunities. Every day, divine appointments. Every day, a word from God spoken that'll change our lives. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands toward heaven right now. Praise you, Father. Lord, we magnify you. We honor you today. Father, thank you. you. You just came into our place, your presence. You came in here. You admonished us. You're talking to us. Father, you're telling us where we're headed, what we're doing. as Harvest Bible Church. You're telling us individually that there's, there's going to be divine appointments of people. Father, you're already showing people, people that, that have already come in contact. You're showing that it's not by coincidence. It's not by happenstance. But it's by divine appointment. You're showing them things. Father, even today, as they go from this place, there'll be divine appointments. There'll be people they'll be able to share life with, share joy with, and be able to encourage, encourage, strengthen. Oh, I thank you for it, Father. This week, this time, Father, I expect that for myself. I'm taking that for me. I'm taking it all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, almighty God. My, 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 my. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray for Harvest Bible Church. I do. Uh, the harvest. We want the harvest. Father, we, we don't have any room to put them, but we still want them. Hallelujah. We're full. We're packed. We're doing good in every area. But Lord, we want, we want what you want. So Father, we thank you for the ability to build and the ability to go because we want to we touch lives. That's our heart. Lord, thank you for these amazing folks. You love them so much that you speak to them specifically. Father, thank you. I'm so humbled by your grace. I'm so humbled by your love. And Father, as, as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. See, that's what I, this may be all different. And you're like, there's something here I need. I need What you need is the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to have a personal relationship with him. And if you're watching this, I know this goes out and it's going out and it's out there forever now. And that's okay. But I, hey, I'll not take any of it back. God's good. But if you need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, it's very simply, all you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. Yeah, we lead people in prayer because it gets them to say something. It gets them to do it. Something happens. But if you're here and say, I need Jesus this morning, raise your hand real high and I'll pray for you. God loves you. He loves you so much. Or if you need to rededicate your life, you need to come back to God. Raise your hand there. We'll pray with you. We always want to do this because we always want the lost. Hallelujah, we want them to do it. That's why we do it all the time. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for these wonderful folks. They're so precious, so good. Oh, I just thank you for it now, Lord. Oh, we just love them. And and, and thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Hallelujah. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.